and that we love a chat. We love to help and that's a fact. So we have made it our mission to find stuff out. From diagnosis and education, slimming out of your frustration. Chat to folks who've been there too. Collect it together and share it with you. If you know someone we should speak to, send them our way and that's what we'll do. We like to have our sensory networks. You know what? Hello everyone, it's Jenny here and Lorraine. Morning. How are you, Lorraine? Yeah, not too bad. We're self-isolating here. Yes, yeah, so we, this is a special edition in light of everything that's going on in the world at the moment around coronavirus or COVID-19. And yeah, Lorraine's had, um, Jamie's had some symptoms and Lorraine's had symptoms, so they're self-isolating at the moment. So we thought it might be useful to kind of take a break from our usual schedule and cover some things in relation to what's going on, because we're very aware that people within our community will be particularly affected by this in terms of mental health, anxiety, changes to routine, all of those sorts of things. And we wanted to cover some stuff off and see if we can offer some tips to help during this difficult time. Yeah. So where do we start, Lorraine? Well, first of all, I just want to say if anybody is struggling and they don't understand what's going on, because it can be difficult to understand what's going on. By, you know, you've got your Sky News app, you're watching the news and it changes so much every day. Please feel free to message us at the page and I'm happy to try and help as much as I can. I'm, I'm no expert, but I do watch the daily updates and I try to keep as up to date as I can. So if anybody wants any help or advice, please just send a message and I'll try and help. Brilliant. I'm sure people will appreciate that because I think with all the information that is out there, I mean, all the social media channels are just filled with it for obvious reasons. Hmm. And that can be a great thing in some ways because a lot of it can be really informative and useful, but a lot of it is also not and can be quite scaremongering and maybe not factual. Yeah. And so I think what we're trying to do here is kind of slice through the noise and really focus on on the truths of it yeah and I, I feel very logical at the moment I'm not panicking I'm not struggling I'm, I'm feeling very logical so I think if I can use that to my advantage to help other people then totally. I'm happy to do that yeah okay so how what are the big things that people will be feeling and experiencing right now oh, there's so many things that people will be feeling and experiencing because Nobody really knows what's going on. I, I feel it's quite a bit of a minefield mm -hmm. because people are, are being asked to self-isolate if they've got symptoms of a cough or a temperature. Yeah. Now, it's if it's you that's got the cough or the temperature and you live alone, you're being asked to self-isolate for seven days. If other people are in your household, they've got to self-isolate for 14 days and that's because of the the period that they could have caught it and start sh to show symptoms. Mm -hmm. The problem is that people are thinking, well, I've just got a cold, or could it be another virus? It's so yeah. hard to know. It, it, you know, you don't want to self-isolate. We're not sat here saying Jamie's got coronavirus because we've got no idea. We'll never yeah. know. We'll never know if Jamie's got coronavirus, but Jamie has the symptoms and we're doing what, what we're advised. Yes. And I think we'll never know. And I think that's, that's quite a... That's quite a scary thing. That Well, it's not scary. I don't find it scary personally, but I think I would want to know and people are going to want to know, have I had it? Because if I recover from this cough and this temperature and I don't know if I've had it, then I go back out into the community, you still got the risk of getting actual coronavirus. 
that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does make sense. Um, and, and so then people obviously worry that if they get a second bout of symptoms, do they start the isolation all over again? Yeah, and I Which... think you're just going to have to. I think the, po- the point is you've got to look after yourself. Yes. Um, you've got to look after the community. Yeah. Um, everybody just has to do their own individual thing. That, that Like for us, we don't have any immune compromised people in our house. We're very, very lucky. So what mm-hmm. we can do as a family is to stay inside. Yes, and, and, and do your and bit for the community. Other people, yeah. Everybody else. That's exactly right. Um, so, yeah, I think I think the fact that the information, there's so much information and that information changes daily. And just a caveat here that this is the 18th of March. So the information we're giving you now is relevant to, to, to up to last night, yeah. basically. Um, you know, this could could well and will develop and change. But a lot of what we're going to discuss about will, will be practical things that you can do regardless of any change um, to, to help your own mental health and anxiety. So what, what can people do at the moment to help their anxiety? It's really difficult because obviously when you're talking about anxiety and mental health, a lot of what people say is, you know, go out and have a walk, which you can actually still do unless you're actually ill. You can go out and do some exercise, just avoid people and places. Mm-hmm. I've still been taking the dog for a walk where we live is very, very rural. So just make sure that we go places that there's nobody there. Wash my hands yeah. before I go out, wash my hands when I come in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of, especially if you've got symptoms or if you're just generally ill, it we're going to have to withdraw and that might be quite isolating and quite lonely. And so all of the things we're taught about our anxiety and mental health change. Yes. And this, this is where I think social media can come in really, really handy. Um, social media can be quite damaging because I've seen so many posts from, oh, I know a doctor and he said this. And there's all these posts going around and we don't know if they're real or not. Mm-hmm. So I'm just ignoring all of that. I'm going with Sky News for, for my information. But for social media like Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and things, I'm finding that really, really good just to connect with people. Yeah. Because we're stuck inside now and this house is getting smaller <laughs> and the people yeah. are getting boring. <laughs> you know, we've had yeah. our conversations and it's like, what are we going to do? So I'm finding that going on to Facebook and having a chat with somebody that I maybe haven't talked to for a while is quite nice. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I've been looking at I think that a, a good tip is that try when you're on Facebook, use it for social interaction, almost to unsocially isolate yourself, but in a safe way because it's over the internet. Yeah. Um, and that'll improve your in- interaction and remove that feeling of being alone. But where you're seeing lots of posts and information, just scroll past and make sure that you're getting your information from reputable sources such as the news channels, the the WHO website, the World Health Organization or the government. Yeah. And I think on our sensory pros, uh, on our sensory support group on Facebook, it's basically it's changed. It's not sensory support at the moment as much. It is a lot of coronavirus people asking questions and people wanting general support, which is absolutely fine, because I've seen some pages who are saying stop posting about coronavirus, This is, our page is about this, and whilst I can completely understand that, we, we also have to help people in this at the moment. So totally. a lot of our posts have been, um, people have been sharing a lot of helpful things about washing hands and, and things like that. We do yeah. pre-approved posts, so anything that I see there that I think might be harmful or scary I would not approve but a lot of people are just generally sharing helpful tips and advice and I think that's really really nice 
Yeah, I agree. So if you're not a member of that group, please go and join it because you might find it really useful. Um, it, so it's called the True Gem Sensory Support Group and you can find it on Facebook. So in terms of let's imagine then that you are off work, working from home, either working from home because you've been told to or you're isolating because you're not well or a member of your family is not well. What things can people do to help their mental health when they can't go out and do all the things that we would usually recommend? Uh, well, shall I tell you what we've been doing? That might be yeah. easier. Um, so basically, I signed up to do the Great North Run and mm -hmm. I realised quite quickly that we were going to, even if someone wasn't ill, we were going to end up stuck in the house. So I went out and bought a trampoline. It was thirty pounds from Argos, and I know some people won't be able to afford that, but some people will. And I've been running on it, and Jamie's been bouncing on it, and it's been fantastic just to let out some of that energy. Great. Yeah. So we've been um, because we never have a block time to focus on Jamie's sensory processing issues. Mm -hmm. Jamie has a lot. Um, really struggles with proprioception and her pain and things like that. So we've taken this time to actually do some self occupational therapy. Okay. Um, which is really doing really doing her really good. Yeah. So, you know, we've got the trampoline. I do have a fold away exercise bike. We're doing exercises. Um, just basically trying to build up stamina and strength. When normally yeah. when Jamie goes to school and then comes home absolutely exhausted, you know, yeah. we don't have the opportunity to do any of this. Where now I think Jamie's getting well rested because she's getting to sleep more. Then we've got this little routine going on where we do a little bit on the exercise bike, we do some bouncing, we do some exercises, a bit of yoga, which is really helping with balance. Great. Yeah, so for us, yeah. that's what we're doing, and I'm finding that really, really helpful. We're watching good things on Netflix. So at the moment, we're watching She-Ra. Did you All right. when you were younger? Yeah. Yeah, well, there's a new version. It's really, really good if, if anyone hasn't seen it. But, we, yeah, we're, so we're watching She-Ra. So, I think, okay. you know, starting a box set or getting some of your favourite feel-good movies. Yes. Really, yeah. Yes. I, I think I'm not isolating yet, and my kids are still at school like everybody else is. But when the time comes when the schools do shut, um, which I suspect will happen at some point, um, I, I was thinking my, I suppose... It's not a massive problem um, in the grand scheme of things, but I don't want my children basically being on their technology from eight in the morning till eight at night. Yeah. So I've already been thinking about trying to timetable the day a bit. And I think for people that have are used to a routine, then perhaps laying out some form of timetable might help. Definitely. I think if, if you're used to a routine, just being aware that your routine is going to change and making a new routine. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking for, for us doing something like, you know, some form of exercise and loads of people on social media who usually do face to face classes are doing live classes using Facebook Live or other mediums. So like my kids do aerial yoga, but the local yoga guy's doing it from his Facebook page. Um so we'll be able to join in that. And um, so there'll be things like that that we can do. And then probably a little bit of schoolwork and then probably maybe a board game and, you know, we'll, we'll plan it out um, yeah. so that there's some structure. Yeah. And I think exercise, it can just be like um, jumping jacks, you know, just little things. You don't need a lot of space. You don't need to go anywhere. But there's lots of things you can do within your, your own home. Yeah. Talking about the things that are available online, people are just being amazing. I've seen people perform concerts online. Robbie Williams did a concert from his bed. 
Yeah. You know, that things like this are fantastic. You can do virtual museum tours. Yes. Yeah, there's so much being offered at the moment. There's um, lots of free resources for kids. And I'm actually currently working on a webinar to offer to, to teachers and parents on sensory yeah. processing because if the teachers are off, they may as well get some extra learning in. Yeah, totally. And I think that's one of the things that may may help people's mental health is is that famous quote. Um, I can't remember who said it, but it's something along the lines of uh, there's lots of scary things in the world. When bad things happen, look for the helpers. Yeah. Um, and 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 it's happening now everywhere. If you look around, so many people are offering things to help people. And it gives you a bit of faith in humanity and that everybody's in the same boat and, and the majority of the population do want to help. Certainly in our area, um, there's already the, the local, and I've signed up to it, local community have come together to offer um, support to anyone who's self-isolating. So we've set up a Just Giving page. We're all going to donate money to it um, and have stock of things in the local hall where the volunteers can go and pick up blue roll or soap or whatever else and take it to people that are isolating. Yeah. So we're going to have a, a phone that one person looks after and passes on. We're leafleting everywhere. We're going to collect medicines. And it's all done officially through the local council volunteer action group as well. But there's so many people that have offered to help with that, which means whether you're elderly or immune suppressed, you can relax and know that there are people close to you that are going to help yeah I think that's a wonderful um, idea and I think we're going to see more and more of that across the country totally I've seen lots of things about it in different areas and I know that I don't live close to my mum um or my mother-in-law and I would hope that people in their area would do the same do things and I'm sure they will yeah on Facebook this morning um our rant and rave page for our local community there was a woman on there who is over 70 and can't get to the shops and went to book her usual as the uh, slot that she has every week but none of her foods are in stock so obviously yeah. she's starting to panic but as soon as she posted that there was hundreds of comments from people saying mary where do you live what do you need send me a message i'll drop it on your doorstep there you go that's it which is just fantastic yeah, and it just makes you feel so good about humanity Yes. Because this is this is a horrible thing that we're going through. It's nobody's fault. It kind of came from nowhere. And yeah. we've just all got to get through it together. That's right. Absolutely. Well, let's let's take a short break. When we come back, I want to talk a bit about the impact on so, uh, sensory processing issues, because I do think there are some and strategies that we can um, look at for those back in a second. <laughs> If your hands constantly get cold and hurt in the winter and your phone is often low or out of battery, we have the solution. Power up and stay warm with the dual purpose power bank hand warmer available from chewygem.co.uk. Now back to the podcast. Okay, welcome back. So, um, yeah, we were kind of talking before the break about how there's lots of help and support and people pulling together in the community, which is really nice. But one of the other things that might be causing people anxiety is we've discussed this before in terms of toothbrushing, maybe, you know, the increased hand washing, the use of 
um, hand sanitizers, things like that, which is obviously recommended at the moment. Is this something that some people may struggle with in our community? I think there's quite a lot of sensory processing issues that come along with what's going on at the moment. So, yes, yeah, so there is the hand washing issue. Um, I know a lot of people because I've been doing a lot of chatting recently to people who've got sensory processing difficulties, trying to help them with strategies. A lot of people that have been messaging me are people that can't stand water. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't mean that they'll be able to stand the gel. It's really difficult because it's it's such a horrible feeling. If you can't, if you can't stand the feel of water on your hands, imagine having to wash your hands for 20 seconds. Because I have noticed, I, I thought, oh, 20 seconds is easy. I must wash my hands for 20 seconds every time. But I obviously wasn't. Yeah. 20 seconds is actually quite a long time. Yes. Uh, but, but these people, they're going to have to wash their hands. They're going to have to mentally force themselves to wash their hands yeah and that's i mean that's making me feel sick just thinking about somebody who struggles that they're going to make themselves do that because that's one of the only ways they're going to keep themselves healthy yes and then there's obviously the issue with hand gels being out of stock if you can't wash your hands but you can use hand gel but there's no hand gel available you're going to have to wash your hands yes yeah i know so is there is there anything that we can offer in that I would just say things like distraction techniques. So if you're a parent and you've got a child that um, struggles with hand washing, I would try distraction techniques while they're doing it or try making it into a game. Yeah. Um, Just try and and make it less of an issue. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there is much that can be done other than that, trying distraction, trying to you know, make it fun, um, that kind of thing. What about, we, we touched on earlier, the shortages and obviously in shops and a lot of people in our community have specific products that they like or foods that they like. And that may be causing some anxiety as well. You know, for, for you, what if you run out of turkey dinosaurs for for Jamie? Yeah. Um, so I'm sure turkey dinosaurs are maybe not in, in mass demand, but you never mind. You never know. So, um, Well, I've actually had some experience with um, both sides of this. So I went out okay. and I um, I didn't stock up. I didn't hoard. I didn't do anything other than my usual shop. And I bought five packets of turkey dinosaurs, which will last us a week. And when I got to the mm-hmm. till, the guy was like, oh, hoarding turkey dinosaurs, are we? And I was like, no, actually... Um, I've got two autistic children. One of them will only eat turkey dinosaurs, and this is the amount that we need for a week. And he was like, oh, fair enough. And he let me buy them, no problem. Went to another supermarket to get Aero Moose because Jamie can only take medication in an Aero Moose. Mm. Tried to buy three packets and was told I could only buy two. And I was like, okay, I completely understand. I understand why people are rationing, but... My child's on medication and this is the only way that they can take it, but they still would not allow me to have more than two. Wow. Okay. So what does that mean for you, that you have to go back more frequently? or Yes, but I'm actually considering speaking to the manager at this particular store because I go to it quite often. Uh, yeah. Because to me, people aren't going to buy air or mooses. No. You know, I can understand people rationing toilet rolls and pasta and all the things that people are stocking up on that they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we've got to be sensible. Yes. Um, I'm not there to buy every single Aero moose just so that nobody else can have them so that I know 
we've got aero moose for the next year. I just need yeah. so that Jamie can take her meds. Yeah, absolutely. And because of self-isolating, if you're self-isolating and you do need to go out, because some people haven't got somebody to drop things off for them. Yeah. And and Boris did say, you know, you self-isolate, get other people to do your shopping, order online, whatever. But if you do need to go out, be sensible about it because some yeah. people will still need to go out. And in that situation, if they're self-isolating, they should be allowed to buy that little bit extra because they you don't want them out and about every day. No, that's right. Yeah, that is right. But I think what I take away from what you're saying there is, you, you know, don't take the 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 shop policy as set in stone in that if you can have a word with someone and explain the situation then most people with common sense would understand and be flexible on it yeah i mean um, today we've yeah we've um, got dean's mum and dad are going shopping this morning so we've asked them to get us a couple of more packs of the aero mooses and then when we're okay to go out i mean it's fine i don't mind going out every day because she, she does go through a, a pack a day because that's how, how many meds she takes um, and I don't yeah. mind going out daily if I'm well. But yes. at the moment, I just needed them few extra packs so that I didn't have to go out. Yeah. So, But I'm pretty, yeah. sure, I'm pretty sure if I speak to a manager that they would be understanding. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing that I've seen, actually, which is quite good, is, is a rise of local businesses offering food boxes and vegetable boxes and milk deliveries and... All those sorts of things. Yeah, um, I've seen that as well. And I saw a local milkman saying, look, you don't have to carry on once this is finished, but if you want to sign up now, sign up. And it made me think, do you know what? I'm going to sign up and I'm going to continue to be signed up once I have signed up. I, I agree. We were saying exactly the same thing. Exactly the same thing. Because it is, it's, it's, it's so much more convenient. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that's that's um, some some strategies there in terms of, you know, explaining your situation to people and not being afraid to ask for help from other people as well to go and get you things if you are self-isolating. Yeah, And, I, and if you have got local groups, then it, getting in touch with them as well. And I'm sure you'll get the support you need. Yeah. I think the other thing to touch on with sensory processing issues is if you are ill, um, often you feel illness differently. Yes. Um, so you may feel iller than you are or you may not feel as ill as you are. Yes. Um. We have that issue quite often. I've, I've been very surprised with Jamie this time. She's been completely appropriate with, right. with the illness. Normally, okay. it would be deadly. She'd be dying and, you know, it'd be so yeah. But actually, she's been very proportionate very with good. illness. But I think a lot of people will not be. A lot of people will be ill but don't realise that they are. Yeah. Uh, or they may be a little bit ill and think they're a lot more ill. Yeah. I also think when you're ill your taste buds change. Yeah. So if you have a restricted diet, you might find that some of the things you normally eat, you, you can't. Yeah. That's going to be um, something to look out for. And maybe that's the time to try something new. Yes. Um, yeah. We, it could be yeah. Jamie can't eat because normally Jamie's got her diet is exactly the same every single day. And one of the things that she can't eat is chicken fingers are too thick. Um, and, one of the things that she can eat now is skips. Mm -hmm. So she's never, well, she has had skips before in her life, but um, it's not something that's in her diet at the moment. But um, this last week she's been eating skips. I know it's not a healthy thing to try, but it's a new food. And I'm, I'm quite excited about that. Yeah, no, that's good. So there's a positive from it as well. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's that's a good few tips and things that people face and a few tips on, on how to handle it. Um, is there anything else, Lorraine, that would be useful for people? I think I just want to speak to people and say that you're not alone. Everybody's going through this, even if you feel alone because you're in your own house. Everybody is going through this together. So I think reach out to people online, reach out to your local community. You know, we're all we're all in it together. And if anybody wants any help from us, just send us a message. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I would back that up and we will get through it. Yeah. And um, me and Jamie are going to try and do um, extra lives just to keep people's spirits up, really, just to give you something to do. You're bored. Yes, totally. I think that's a great idea. I know you did one yesterday and it went down well. So, yeah, um, try and focus on the positive, I would say. I, I know that's hard when things seem so bleak, but this will not last forever. We will come out the other side of it. It is pulling communities and people together. There's so much support and so much help and the good side of people coming out. Yeah. And just filter the stress coming into your brain by being selective with what you choose to read. Yeah. Make sure it's actual. And I think if you are if even if you're isolated, you're not alone. Yes. Um, and there's lots of ways to connect with people. There's loads of people doing lives on Facebook. Yes. You know, you can and you can you can type in and, and be part of that community. So try try your best not to feel alone because you're most definitely not. Yes. So that's it for us. I hope I hope that is useful to everybody. And we may well do another one of these, depending on how things develop, if necessary. If not, um, we'll be back to our usual schedule. And yeah, stay safe, everyone. Keep washing those hands. Try and stay positive and focus on the long game. This won't last forever. Thank you, everybody. See you later. Bye. Well, that's it for this week. And thank you once again for listening. We really do appreciate it. If you've got time and you can spare 30 seconds, then go and give us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps other people find our content. And we know that our content and our episodes are so helpful to our community with lots of hints and tips and interesting interviews. So go and do your kind deed of the day and leave us a five-star review on iTunes to help others find us. Also, so that you never miss an episode and you get a notification when a new one is available why not hit subscribe and that way you'll never miss us finally if you're not already a member of our fantastic facebook support group i suggest you go join it we'd love to see you in there there's loads of fantastic chat lots of peer-to-peer -peer support from people in the same boat as you so go and search on facebook for the chewy gem sensory support group and let us know what you're thinking of our episodes speak to you then bye